Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Bardic College Presents Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and I'm here to explain to you a small little hiccup that we had and get you caught up to speed with where we're at in the story. We lost about five minutes of footage, maybe seven, and we did that as Professor John Schooley and Aveline, who we now know as the Reflection, were entering the Reichstag to steal the blood flag from outside of Herr Hitler's office. Due to a technical difficulty, we've lost some of that footage where they sneak in. So I'm just going to give you a quick recap, sort of get you back into where they were or are, and let the rest of the scene play out for you as we recorded it. We do apologize for this. Uh, One of the things of working through in COVID is that we're doing this all remotely. We We say everyone's around a table, but none of us are local. We're all recording through various programs. So, unfortunately, tonight we did have that issue, but let's move on and get you back caught up with the show, and this is pretty much the last hiccup we've had for a while, so hopefully you'll uh, you'll be able to weather the storm like we had to. So, Professor John, uh, recognizing Aveline, and now it sinks in that she actually is the reflection. The two of them split the papers up that allowed them to move freely through the Reichstag, make their way inside the building, and mill about for a few moments, trying to just make sure that the timing is right when Sid is taking the shot several blocks away. They decide that as the building is, as the marchers and the mob is moving towards the Reichstag, to hide, basically, inside the lavatories on the second floor of the building, not too far away from the the long, wide hallway that Hitler himself had uh, has his office in. During that time, uh, they check their equipment, make sure they get everything out of the bag that they needed to mm, gear up and stuff, and have a brief conversation, mostly about where things have been with the team. Uh, I think that the two of them in the scene really started to recognize that this was a dangerous situation, uh, and they were going to count on each other if they were going to survive. They had to get past some of the secrecy in Aveline's past, and Professor John really just embraced the whole moment and kind of give, gave her the, let's go get him. And after a guard came in, threw open the door, checked quickly in the bottom of the stalls for any feet dangling there, to put it, you know, uh, as gentlemanly as possible, and not recognizing any, they gave the clear that the building was all, they gave the all clear for the building. And our heroes found themselves left alone. It's at this point that they come back, They wait about 15-20 minutes. The mob now is definitely built up outside, and they make their way down the hallway with Professor John heading for the the blood flag and pulling it down from the wall. And that's when our good friend Obersturmenfuhrer Mueller comes around the corner, and he and the team of Aveline and John have this moment where some reveals happened. So that's where we're going to pick up 
They are there. They're in the Reichstag. The most important part of the episode we were able to, to salvage. So you'll be able to listen to it as it happened with them and see what happens as the two of them make their way through this moment where Mueller confronts them in a very strange series of events that sort of unfold. So without further ado, uh, let's get caught up with, let's get back to the action and let Professor John and Aveline guide us from here. Let's just start with Mueller standing there. He tells you, you know, you're not going to probably get away with it. You're reaching, your 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 hands are now by your side, right? I, I, I would, you know, I pull my hands back down and, and so Aveline's kind of standing just a few paces behind me. Correct. Both of us facing him. And I kind of smile and I say, you know, I, I was never very good at math, but uh, the one, uh, two, that, that's two, and that's one. Hmm. And I point at him. You are correct. In what you can see, you are correct. I am alone at the moment. But before you take that, I would like to just run something by you. When I was in the bookstore and the, of the Sesopical Society and your friend, I'm assuming, Miss Dawson, made her way in and began bumbling about prophecies and Madame Helena Blavatsky and being going to a dig in Cairo, being assigned from the British Museum. And I recognized the face from a paper that I had read. I thought she was just some silly girl who was following leads that she found in some dusty tome on a shelf. But now I see that she has friends and that you are actually trying to collect the six items of power. You have no idea the forces that have already aligned themselves against you if you've made it just this far. You're not prepared for what happens if you take that flag. And I'm not prepared to let you bring about the ruin and devastation of not only my people, but all the people of this planet. You will not be able to harness the dark gods that will be summoned should you put those six items together. So, well, here's where I think this, you won't succeed. Uh, hair friend, our purpose is not to use these items. Really? Really. Our purpose is to prevent people like you from using these items. Already, I have done an augury, and one of you, I'm picking up five, maybe six. It's difficult because one spirit seems to have more than one, but let me be frank. One of you has already been affected. One of you surely is going mad. And you will be drawn to try to use it. To save her. This is not going to end well. The best thing you can do is just go. And leave it for you. And leave it for others who wish to use these dark powers to, for their dark purposes. What purpose do we have? Oh, I what? don't know. Napoleon, Kublai Khan, rule the world, the next Caesar. Is that what I'm looking at? We have a man who is dedicated to bringing back the glory of Germany from the pathetic treaty that was signed by the Democrats. This is not Napoleon. This is just a man on a, with a vision of reuniting the fatherland and making Germany proud. That's, what other vision do you know of? The fact I, that, 
sorry. Go ahead, Kayla. Two keeper specifically. Mm -hmm. During this time, is there any way that I can see that I could get closer to him? Because you don't have to get closer if you draw your guns. He's not that far. He's about 35, 40 feet. It's a clean shot if you hit him. I've already got my hand on it. I just want to like see if I can get closer to him and maybe like immobilize a little no. bit. Like there's, it's just an empty hallway, right? Yeah. Has he? Is he still standing in the doorway? Has he come into the room? No, he's probably about 10, 15 feet into the hall. But he yeah. stopped. He's not coming any closer. He's not he's trying to pose a physical him. threat. No, there's nothing it's... behind him. And he's stalling, so I'm not happy. Um, you, yeah. you get, why don't you both give me a psych roll? I was going to wonder, like, is he seeming to be deceptive? He's talking about all the stuff that we want to do and what he wants to do, and it's like, that's oh my god, I got a 10. I got a hard success. That's, that's only a hard? As well. Okay. If this doesn't appear to be a man who's worried about getting other people here, stalling, it sounds like he's trying to convince you that the course you're on is going to be Bedlam. That he understands that for whatever your base reason might be, this is a bad thing. And you need to leave the shit alone. That's basically what's coming across. He's convicted. He like um his conviction is dedicated, strong. He believes what he's saying. So getting the sense that, that he's speaking in earnest mm -hmm. and perhaps from a position of some sort of knowledge about these things. Oh yeah. I'd like to respond in kind, basically mirroring back you know my experiences that i know uh that these you know that these things exist and that it is my purpose in life to keep the world safe from okay them. so how would you like to say that to him clearly uh it seems like you have come here to convince us of something that you truly believe that um that you really believe that bad things will happen if we take this flag. And I don't know if that's because you want the flag for yourself or if you seriously are concerned, but you know, you're a smart man and you have approached us with seemingly an honest position. And I'll simply respond in kind that with my own personal experiences in this, this is not my first experience with supernatural forces in this world. I've seen them, I've seen the power that they have and the power that they can have over people. And it is my life's purpose to keep them at bay. And I feel that right now, the thing I need to do is take this flag, gather these items, and make sure that whoever would try to gather them together to harm people are prevented from doing so. Can I roll a charm roll? Oh, you can, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say that for the dice gods out there, John rolled a 90. In, in this particular case, I just, well, just look at the guy's picture. I'm not sure it's a great idea. I'm just not sure he's the charmable kind. Uh, so he says, I'm sure your knowledge of the occult and these things is extensive. Then if it is, and I am being rude before we go much further. He says, I am Carl Mueller. And you are? My name's John. He says, John, I will only call you this because it's all you've given me, yeah? There is another group beyond the societies that I belong to that you may or may not know would already be involved in this. They have been seeking to understand this prophecy for many years. 
Does the name Caravaggio ring a bell to you? Has this name come across the limited studies you've done into this prophecy? That's a possibility. Then you are in more trouble, and your friend is in more trouble than you could possibly imagine. I've been warned about him. I have uh, friends that can help me with him. The club? Your precious cobalt clubs, the ones that helped me notify and understand when you moved Miss Dawson and were trying to bring her there? Yeah, this is not... We are not that far apart on understanding you and I. I am not going to be able to convince you. It's obvious you are not ready to listen. So take it. You've been warned. And he stands there. I don't know about you, Scott, but I'm not letting this bastard live. (laughs) Where did that come from? (laughs) Jesus. I've been listening this entire time, but I'm just saying, I'm not letting him live. (laughs) Alright, so you pull your guns? I I turn, well, before before Avelina has a chance to shoot him, I turn to her turn to and and say i just kind of give you the stare of like watch him and i turn my back to muller Mm -hmm. as i turn around and i reach and grab the flag off the wall he doesn't do anything i slowly fold it up nice and neatly he puts his hands in front of himself fold it down taps his hand a couple times i tuck into my satchel Make my sure gun is firmly pointed on him. Make sure the satchel button is, is properly clasped. Not looking at Miller at all. My trigger finger is poised over. Okay. I, I am ready to shoot something. I turn my back to Miller and walk uh, up next to Aveline, and I just stand next to her, waiting for her next move. He looks you dead in the face, Aveline. He's like, well, is this where I well, meet what? my end? Yes. Fire the shot. I have a 70, and I just rolled a hard success on the 28. Oh, that's going to hurt. Okay, that's the first yep. one. What The second shot's minus 10. That'll be 39. I did not get a hard success. Uh, you don't need a hard success on the set. You just had to take 10 off the op- your top number. You hit him twice, so roll your damage. I rolled a 6 on the first one, and a plus 2 is an 8. And then the next one will be a 5, so a 7, so I did... 15 points. That's a hell of a shot. Okay. The two shots hit him. Blood goes everywhere. He hits the ground. He flies back about three to four feet. Hits. Slides. There's a blood smear on the ground. And he's lying there. uh, I run towards him and pick out my knife. As he's lying there, I pull out the fake blood blood foont. Okay. And I go to throw it across his body. Across his body. His body. Okay, so you're following Aveline. Aveline draws a knife and charges Mueller, yep. who's lying there in a blood pooling out of his back. So, Aveline, what are you doing with the knife? He's still breathing, right? Yeah. I basically, just to prove a point, I kneel down beside him, lift his head up so that he can look me in the eye. Stop. His left hand snaps forward and grabs your neck. Oh, for the love of shit. So, let's make a strength test. Okay, I got a success. I got a 48. My strength is a 65. Here you go. So it's a regular success? Okay, he also had a success. His was a 32 out of his strength. So, a better lower number than yours. He... John, you see him snap his hand up and grab her by the throat. And she's like... And he's... I still have my knife. You have your knife. Yes. But he is... The grip... You are shocked by the strength in a man who is bleeding out. And he says, do you think 
this was the way I was cement to die. And he's got you. What do you want to do, John? Um, I immediately pull pull my uh, pull my pistol. Okay. And try to shoot. Just try to um, you know unload into his head. Okay. Good. Give me a shot. You're gonna run up and do a coup point, de gras. Yeah, well, we were both running at him. Yeah, she I was had gonna a, be pulling the flag blind. out. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I'm reaching down to my satchel. She goes up to, and then he grips at her. And as soon as I see his arm, like yep. go up, I drop. You know, I push the satchel back and go to pull my gun out to point it at him. Okay. And then when I hear him say that, that's enough for me. Okay, Aveline, you take three points of damage only. Only three? Okay. Well, I mean, in Pulp Cthulhu, that's a scratch. I only have 20 HP. I'm a baby. 20? That's not bad. A regular Cthulhu character in the original game had like 8 to 12. You have 20. Still, it's not nice. All right, so John, just go ahead and give me... How am I rolling? You said there were three dice, right? So no, there's no there's no bonus or anything on this die. So yeah, what happens? You know, let's like an advantage die in D and D, right? So okay. you would roll the twenty twice. In this case, if you have advantage, or I say you have a bonus die, you would roll the two tens, and whichever ten is lower, you add the one to that. So in the, like for instance, if you had a bonus and you rolled a thirty and a fifty and a three, you would take the thirty three because you take the gotcha. better number. Disadvantage would be the exact opposite. If you roll the 30 and a 50, you take the 53. This case, it's just, you're not even a roll. Just go ahead and fire damage. I mean, it's point blank. You've got the gun up to his head. Just give me a... That is 8 plus 2 is 10. Okay. That blows the back of his brain pan out. All right? Do I see his grip release? His grip releases. Yes. Okay. That was a a little shaking. So you cover him with the flag? He kind of looks up at him and says, I don't know why, but for some reason, my neck seems to be a weak point. (laughs) Well, First it was face. my hand down my own throat, now this! I think there was more to Mr. Mueller than there seemed. I holstered my gun, finished pulling out the flag, and I kind of drape it, over his, drape it over his body. Okay. His brain is, like, gone, right? There's not, a... not covering him like a blanket, like crumpled, draped over, like, across his chest type of thing. Almost nope. like he had grabbed it. Is yeah, there's a there's a massive intact? hole in the back. I mean, a forty five at point-blank range is going to leave... Quite a bit of damage yeah. at the back of his head. There's skull and brain matter on the on the marble floor there. With a big crack in it from where the Yeah, my dark my dark little head is like, well I wanna I wanna get rid of his head. We need to go. <laughs> I yeah, know. There's been a lot I... of gunshots in the Reichstag. So you make your way out of this area you go back to the staircase, you go down, there is no guard. Okay, the guard definitely is outside. The commotion outside is at a fever pitch, there's bottles being thrown. Baseball bats are being implemented, uh, batons. There is a full-blown skirmish of 60, 70 guards trying to hold back, you know, 20,000 really angry people. Um, It's not going well. More police are filing in. Paddy wagons are being pulled up. It was not uncommon during this era for the German police to use live rounds. Um, There's even several revolts and riots that they brought in light armored vehicles with machine guns and fired into the crowds they were about maintaining order and if you were there then it's not their fault that you were there they had a very different idea of policing back then you know oh well i got tear gassed in a protest yeah well you were protesting you know no no one told you to march on the parliament that was your choice and that's really the way the police are handling it they're they're doing military type suppression and that's going to keep getting worse so you make your way into the basement 
It's lit by fluorescent lights. It's not nearly as opulent, obviously, as the up to upper, you know, the upper two floors, which are mostly open to the public. This is total German function, tiled floor, just plain white or cement walls with a lower gray panel. The doors are heavy. They're they're not ornate in any way, and you see a sign down about sixty-five feet with a point point to the left, and it just says, you know, the German word for tunnel. Oh, really? This is like a marked point this isn't like some secret tunnel then this is like this so that's why there's security guards the tunnel the access point was to get people out in an emergency not everybody is allowed down here if you know if you are then you know the tunnel exists there's a couple of smaller you know like this is where data storage is and you know for like old files and parliamentary documents that are super super guarded there's always at least somebody at the door with it you know and they have to let you in yeah it's that's the secret is what's in the basement okay. well we don't talk about it but and we don't see anybody right now there's no nobody down here Abilene, i think we need to put away our guns if we run into anybody from here on on out it's better that we talk our way out of it okay that that's fine makes sense she trigger uh trigger guard spins them Snaps him back into place. No problem. Got it. Does my neck have bruises on them from the choking? Didn't have long enough time to get... I mean, eventually you'll you'll just see a little bit of shading on your neck, but not yet. I mean, it takes a couple of moments. All right, so basically if somebody like had a good spot-hidden roll, they won't see that I've been choked. Right no. now, no one's looking okay. for that. No um, one's just, looking for that. It, it I, I, I suggest we roll up our... Like, roll up our suit sleeves, try to try to look a little, uh, a little more casual. I can't. I have dainty wrists. <laughs> Okay. I have to wear the full. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to preserve that one. I have dainty wrists. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so you get to the tunnel door, and you make your way out of the tunnel. It's several hundred yards Good. long. It's Get just us away from this. What's that? Getting us away from these crowds. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So you just start walking. You know you. Unless you're running, I, I I don't know. I mean, you could. Yeah, I would say we're running. Okay, so we run into somebody. It's like we got left to the building. There's like a mob there. They almost killed us. Right. So, Aveline, you had prearranged for the car to be parked outside. So this exits out towards Tempelhof, which okay. is um, the fields that supposedly the Templar Knights once had a citadel on. It was turned into the airport, which is why it's actually named Tempelhof Airport. It was the fields of the Templars. Um, the Teutonic Knights were present in this area, but this this was always rumored, this large, massive field space was always rumored to have connections to the Templars. You make your way out, and it comes into a an underground part of the sewer that then has, you know, an above-access point that sort of looks like a bus stop, but is locked in. So it's just this cement dome-shaped thing on the edge of the field that people know go to underground for electrics and lines and stuff like that no big deal when you step out uh you start running towards your car both of you give okay. me a quick spot hit and roll gustav if you let me down i'm gonna kill you no gustav wow. go boy Woo! if you didn't okay. get it that's just i did because i didn't okay I, I almost crit that was an 18 okay john just give me a quick sanity roll oh no is sid that's successful that is 49 that, that is successful okay so, as you as you exit from the inside, the door locks behind you again. You come out, sunlight in your eyes. You're like, whoa, I can't believe we did this. We got it. Where's the car? She's like, it's over this way. 
Aveline turns and starts to run. Car, there's a few cars on this back road, you know, by Templehof Air, you know, the Templehof. There's a bunch of cars, just people mulling about the streets. And across the street, dead, staring you in the face, is Colonel Klaus Mueller. Across the street, just looking at you. Does he look like he's been shot in the face? No. What the? Aveline's like, come on, John, come on. I'm like, I told you we should have taken the head. I'm, I, I, I like point at him. What? Do I see him? When he points at him, you do. He's not moving. He's just staring right at the two of you. Is he? Is, are there men near him? There's people but, all over the streets. I mean, there's probably 67, you know, there's car, a car goes by, a trolley is coming down the road. But he's not trying to hide. He looks exactly like he did upstairs, his hands in front of himself, and he's just glaring ghost. at the two of you. A ghost. A twin? A clone? Did they have cloning tech? Some sort of, some sort of lab experiment? <laughs> so, so John, Princess Gulley screams out, Lab freak! <laughs> Well, he doesn't have Evelyn a... immediately went to ghost, because it's a ghost. Gunshot wound head. Uh-huh. So it can't be the same thing we just left lying on the, in a bloody heap on that floor, you know, three minutes behind us. Correct. It... Oh, no. Oh, I love... I, I know what he did. I know what he did. I know why he wasn't freaked out. I think I did anyway, but I don't know. So, do you go running for the car? Yeah. I'm not... There, it's a public street. Everybody knows. If he chases after well, I'm just, us... I'm keeping my eye on him. Okay. If he if he starts approaching us or what have you, no. but I'll follow Aveline to the car. Two, okay, so you're keeping an eye this way. You're kind of running and looking over your shoulder. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You see two men walk up to him in black trench coats, dark glasses, and he goes... And he points like that to where the two of you are, and you see the men go... And start running across the street. It's time to go. <laughs> Get yeah, the we, men off. we're running. All right. So you get to the car well before them. I mean, you've got a good 70, 80 yard pace on them. They don't pull guns. They're not trying to fire openly in the crowd. Uh, there's there's enough people around where, you know, somebody innocent may get hit. Not that you think they would care. However, they don't draw. You get to the car, you jump in. Once you're in the car and you start it, boom, 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 two shots go out. It's going to be in a... I'd need a critical success to hit anybody. It's going to be almost impossible. But they did shoot as you entered and you're driving away. Was the car left for us and one of us is driving? Or yeah, Aveline is driving. Well, <laughs> I just rolled... No, my first one came up double zero, which is... A hundred. Well, or a one would be a crit, but it rolled double zero with a zero, so that's it. Utter crit. So did he? <laughs> he shot himself. No. So did the he, one he shot his partner. The one guy fires and hits the car. The other one puts his gun up, and you Back see his fires. partner, bam, hit him in the in the forehead, and just like you, you know, done cough, and he starts screaming. But you're uh, you're going down the street far away. Keystone Polizei. Oh my god! <laughs> I, you know, I rolled a perfect hundred. Oh, all right. Oh, that, gun should, that gun should have blown up in his face. Um, I'm sorry. You already shot <laughs> Mueller. Please. I thought that was a crazy. Oh, no, okay, John, you're just getting greedy now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the gods would have really given me their blessing if I saw that gun take him out. <laughs> Blow up in his face. <laughs> uh, I think it's more than he deserved. So you drive along. So now we have, if it's... Uh, Aveline, if you want to explain, that's fine. If you want to do the RP of that, otherwise we can pick it up next time. But uh, yeah, you're gonna you make you wake your way out of uh, Berlin, 
and you've got a two and a half hour drive to Stuttgart. So is there anything you want to say to, to John or the two of you want to share real quick? We can cover that. I think John um, would say first, thing, first things first. <laughs> first things first. Emily would be like, please tell me that that wasn't Mueller. We just saw standing outside on the street. Just please don't tell me that it was him. I don't want to believe it. That was him or something that looked like him. But I, I, I refuse to believe it was the same bloody heap we left on the floor of the Reichstag. It could. I don't believe in. For these past couple of weeks, I don't. I, I used to not believe in magic and bullshit like that. But this, he could have. Dare I say, he might have had a doppelganger in there, and that's why he wasn't afraid to die. That's. Uh, it was a, I'm, it was just I'm sorry a... to say that that is entirely a possibility or other dark purposes, but I'll tell you this if that's the type of power that he is dabbling in, then I think it's a damn good thing we took that flag and made sure it wasn't in his hands. I just, it's, I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. This is getting ridiculous. I, I'm glad of one thing. He's confirmed that name, Caravaggio. That's a name that I was warned by Mr. Allard himself to look out for. So maybe we've got a few players in this. We've been thinking it's us versus them. Maybe it's us versus they versus them versus who knows. All I know is I didn't sign up for this. I know we, I'm too, and we're in too deep now, but this is not what I was made for. I was... Abilene. All I know is how to shoot guys. I only know is how to shoot, how to punch somebody in the face, and how to lie. That's it. And that's amazing. You are clearly a woman of talent. Talents that have come to bear here. I, I think this is exactly what you were meant for. I, I don't believe in accidents. I think we find ourselves in the right place at the right time when we're, when we're needed. Very poetically put. But all I've done my entire life is try and fix a, a system that's broken. That's all I was ever told to do since I was 15. Well, think of this as the ultimate broken, and you got a chance to fix it. That is true. So in your heads as you're driving to Stuttgart, just things to sort of settle outside of the actual encounter, he inferred that Caravaggio and whatever that is and the people that are with him that they've known about that group they're they're aware so it's not like you've got nine different groups vying for power the nazis always across these guys because they're here in nazi germany correct they're aware of the supernatural because of the nazis proclivity towards that because of the The society society and what have you the full society yep but not necessarily that this was a mission that they were on for themselves correct it's not it's on their radar they understood that maybe their flag was an object of power but they haven't actively... Hitler hasn't come into enough power yet to mobilize enough people around the world to kind of make an effort. This Caravaggio, what you gathered, may have been onto this for some years, like is really working to get this done. That's number one. Number two, he implied that one of the team is already cursed. Now, what do I know of auguries? Is that something generally that you would have done you would have needed to, like, like Faye fits the bill for that? Um, or could he have done that on any of us? No, he could have He could have done readings. He could have done, uh, he could have had some sort of a scrying stone. Um, he could have done anything looking at the patterns of what was happening, news coming out of London of, you know, Percival Reese's murder in the mansion. You know, famed Egyptologist and director of uh, Egyptology of the British Museum found mutilated in his home. 
remember, you, the cultists were murdered upstairs, and the one was left hogtied in the kitchen. So he had a story to tell the police when they arrived. Um, and although the reflection helped clear that up and keep, get you guys off the record, that all still happened. They couldn't get rid of the entire murder. So things, an augury is going to allow them to put certain situations together. He claimed that he saw five, perhaps six souls. Yes. Did that seem like there was some sort of split in one of us? Is that what he was implying? That or he's picking up Kayla's split personality because if she's two different things. Or Catherine's been having issues. So is he yeah. picking up that? But he claimed one of you was terribly cursed. Something is already going on. And it would make you, in his own words feel compelled to try to use the items it may force your hand and that's when of course he said i'm not going to talk you out of it take it and aveline shot the shit out of him so well that was not so much for any other thing but i think nice retaliation for, <laughs> for fred right uh, he like he said not like we were being threatened but like he yeah. totally fucked up our friend we're well kill you. he said i she, he thought she was just dabbling that she was just some girl who had read a, um, you know, an old musky book and had stumbled in on something bigger and he was just cover like, get rid of the problem. Never realizing that it was a group of you on a mission to actually, you know, take care of these six items. So, that's enough for tonight. I, I mean, it explains where we're at. You're all on your way to Stuttgart. In our next episode, folks, you'll be able to hear the team come back together. We'll introduce the players as they are now incarnated and how, they're, how they've are how they either survived or what went wrong. We did have some issues with tonight's podcast, but we're gonna, we hope that you understand that and we're able to enjoy the preamble that we made <laughs> to try to fill in that little bit of dead space. So thank you very much. Scott, Kayla, appreciate it. Thanks for the session. Good job, you two. I think we've... Uh, thank you. You as well. Think we got some good things out of the way, and we'll f now we know that uh, Carl Mueller is a uh, he's something we're not sure what yet, but he's something. <laughs> a weech. Hopefully, he likes to stay in Berlin, and yeah. We, and we're just putting him in the rearview mirror, yeah. Somehow, I don't think so. A Nazi chase around the globe would definitely not be Pulp Cthulhu. <laughs> Next time, Aveline's going for the head. <laughs> nah. Nazis. No, I'm taking that head. <laughs> Where's my Ark of the Covenant when I need it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Hindenburg over the Himalayas. That doesn't sound pulp at all. No, we're good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody. And I'll talk to everybody soon. Uh, from all of us here at Cthulhu and Cairo, we'll talk to you next time. Good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.